the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My special guest for this episode is the multi-award winning founder of Awesome You and Be Awesome, also a transformational coach and international speaker, Sherry Ann Dixon. Greetings, Sherry Ann. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I'm wonderful. In fact, I'm awesome today, Nigel. That's good to hear. You're currently in Guyana. How is it there? Diana, it's, it's rainy season here, um, so you could be walking down the road and it's nice and sunny and then the next minute it's like the downpour and the downpour is not like English downpour with a little trickle and then you know it's going to rain and you can still walk in it. This is just like if they've opened up the um, water tank and it's a sudden <laughs> you and you know, I mean, you run. But, you know, I see people here naturally having umbrellas, and I thought that was only in England, and now I understand why. Oh, dear. So how long have you been in Guyana then? I came back here um, in 2017, or 27, end of 27, going to 2018, and I came for, like, three months. I was doing this uh, thing where I wanted to learn more about me and my family. I was sort of starting to write my book and there was a big bit missing you know the childhood days because I left for London when I was about nine ten something like that and so I came back then and just just all of a sudden got so busy here being asked to do tv and asked to do radio and and I did a webinar well two um they didn't call it webinars then but you know what I mean um and it really uh, took off. I took off here. And I went back to London after like five months. It was meant to be three, but I extended it by two. Uh, and realized that I enjoyed being here. I enjoyed the tranquility of being here, the authentic, uh, the authenticness of being in the Caribbean all together. Life was a little bit slower, and I really loved it. So I chose to come back and maybe spend some more time here. So I came back in 2019. So did you grow up in Guyana then? I grew up here until I was 10 years old, and I was doing a scholarship. The universities in England used to sponsor scholarships, and my mum, at that time, I didn't know my mum was sick, so she and my aunt conceived the idea of bringing me to London, and that's what I did. I was the first one of six children or seven children at the time because one died and we based and I went to live there and never really came back because she died a few years later so you're the former editor of pride so when did you become interested in writing I would say I was interested in writing from from young from nine ten something like that or even before um, because when I was growing up in Guyana my grandmother and grandfather I lived with them my mom had you know, children, more children, and so I grew up with them, and they just had that radio, so we used to listen to the radio a lot, and so stories was told on the radio, and I used to write down the stories so that I can remember how to retell it in the way Jimmy Clitheroe and Enid Blyton stories, so 
basically I think I was writing from then and then when I went to England I was far advanced in my school years I was always getting A for plus I liked English literature and and language English language uh, so I was always on that writing spell and then I went on to be a secretary which means that you have to listen to a dictation and transcribe it into words so I was always playing with words from as I say from young so when did you become editor of Pride and how did that happen? Okay, I'll tell you the, the real story. I was writing for everybody, lots of magazines. I was working in the, P, in the PR firm and while I was working in the PR firm, they realized I was good at beauty. Um, it was the largest PR firm in the world at that time called Shandwick. And, and somebody said to me, Sherry, you should start writing for beauty for black skins because I'd done cosmetology really just as a hobby. So what happened was that I ended up writing for Bella, Vogue, a little bit for Vogue because they weren't very nice, the Cosmo and all these different companies. And then Pride magazine called me and says, well, how come you're not writing for us? So I did, I started writing for them. And when I started my first day, it was beauty editor for the magazine, which had about 16 pages. By the time I became editor, I'd been there um, seven years. So I became editor in 2005. So how did you become involved with broadcasting on radio and TV? The radio, Choice FM, came for me. I was always doing radio interviews for whenever whoever came to ask me a question. I was always ready and always willing to give interviews and Choice FM eventually found me and then TV, Lorraine Kelly, all of them were calling me when it was an issue to do with black skin, anything to do with black skin and I would be the one that, that would go out to do that interview. So that started it off and then I ended up eventually getting my own show on um, Bang Radio which was also run by the same director who was at, Pro uh, at Choice and I ended up with my show, Sherry Ann Dixon show, until, well, for about two years. And did, it, it had a big audience because I merged 70s, 80s music, breakthrough to discussions. And I would always use discussions with the community, things that were going on in the community. Uh, and that's what I, what I did. I brought them in and discussed stuff. Well, you have interviewed many famous people, including Dr. Mayo Angelo, Nelson Mandela, Barry White, Whitney Houston, to name but a few. So who was your favourite person to interview and why? My favourites were Maya Angelou and Nelson Mandela because they were both, I think, similar to myself or what I'd like to think I'm like. And they were very authentic and very real. No extras, no show, showing off really just getting on with their lives and they told me and they were true. When I interviewed my Andrew, we were sitting on the floor because she just finished yoga and I, I went in and they sent, I, the first one I did, I interviewed her twice. First one I did was on the machine, um, recording machine. And then the second one was, they flew us out, a few journalists, and each one of us had 15 minutes each. And I chose to sit on the floor with her and do the interview. And she really loved that. And uh, when the interview was over, she said, you're, you're going to do well. You're, you're really special. And keep, keep, the, keep the energy, keep the energy that you have. So that was a good thing. When I interviewed Nelson Mandela, 
he basically, uh, he just gave me that little wink to say that was a really good thing that you've done because I, I had to put powder on his face for a TV interview. Oh, wow. And then I went on later to then interview him personally. And when I had to interview him, he says, I know you. I said, yes, I have two <laughs> jobs, journalist and makeup artist. So when he finished, you know, he asked me, do you think I need makeup? And I said, no, but let's pretend for the camera. And he gave me that wink. He says, yeah, let's do it. And then when he was leaving, he basically gave me a nice uh, wave. Well, clearly you enjoy speaking. You've delivered various speeches at the Houses of Parliament. How did that happen? And what subjects did you speak about? It happened because I'm part of an association, Justina Mutali, who is a well if you Google her, she's, she's got every award there is possible. And she believed in me. For some reason, she, she believed in me. And she asked me to speak at the House of Lords. It was at that time. And I went there and I spoke. And the subject is always the same about why I think that all women and, and young girls should have mentors. Because I actually do believe that they are the ones that go on to look after the families, to bring up. I mean, I'd like to say two people do it, but you know and I know that many households only have one parent in it, and invariably it's the woman. So I talk about that because if we mentor them, they then become stronger and they mentor the next generation, the next generation, and think outside the box that they're not just there to cook and iron and these men, that they do have a, a mind that they can be creative and they could start their own businesses or, you know, stuff like that. So that's how I started off. That's, that was my role to speak at the House of Commons. And then somebody saw me there, another association, African Association, and they asked me to come and speak, be the key. I didn't know I was going to be the keynote speaker. I was just asked that I speak, and I'm assuming it was in a panel at the House of Commons, and that was that was really good. I did the same type of talk there as well, and then the same thing happened for the European Union, and then I did the House of uh, European Union, and then I went to speak at the UN as well on the same subject. Well, you did mention awards, and you've won quite a few yourself for your work. <laughs> including Influential Woman Award 2015, MUA Lifetime Achievement Award also 2015, winner of the 2016 Outstanding Career Achievement Award media category, to name but a few. Which award surprised you the most and why? The award, the other, all of them surprised me because I never know why they give it to me and who nominated me because sometimes they don't tell you. So you spend the whole time thinking, oh my God, but obviously some of them are voted for by the general public and some of them have committees who then make decisions and choose you. And the one that really got to me, although all of them were just as important, but I think the one that was heartfelt was the one that my country gave to me. Um, and that was, it was 2018, um, where uh, the High Commissioner of Guyana gave me an excellence award for work, the work that I do in my field, um, because my name was promoted by many people, including the ex-High Commissioner of Guyana, and, and obviously that comes from the government of Guyana. So I think that one really got to me, because of course, when your country or country of birth, 
they recognize you, then that makes you feel like I've done something good. So is that the award that you're most proud of? That is the one that I'm particularly most proud of. But then the second one was um, Women for Africa Award because it was in a, I was in that room and I got nominated it for it. I was thinking, oh, that's really nice. But when the lady um, who runs the award sent me a message saying, oh my God, for years I've been waiting for somebody to nominate you because they don't fix their things because so or somebody that we, we realized needed an award or should get an award. Um, that one um, resonated and of course I was nominated for the Stephen Lawrence Award there's so many but it was it was a good feeling I've received so many awards but my children were never there to see it you know just like everybody else mum got an award it's on Facebook or it's on social media of some sort but now we he my eldest son who is in his 40s basically came to that award um he came and he sat down in the audience and he was filming it and he said oh my god mom oh my god i you know never knew that was probably about 20th or 30th award that I had at that time. And I think for him to see all those Guyanese people in, in um, I think it was the University of Westminster. It was a big university anyway. And it was filled with people. I think that made him extra proud. So has there been a particular life experience you believe has changed you as a person? Wow, that's a big question. I think the experience that I I had or have had is the one when I went off to South Africa and they took us there to see where Mandela lived, you know, his journey, um, Soweto, going into Soweto and seeing how the people live there. I think that was a life-changing journey to go into the cell where he was incarcerated for so many years and put your hand out and realize, and I'm a short woman, but I can realize that putting my hands out, that you know, that's the space that he's got. And to understand, and when I interviewed him later, I asked him, you know, how did he cope? Because I could just about cope in my bedroom. And he said, you know, it's all about mind over matter and your imagination. So that experience of seeing, meeting Mandela, interviewing Mandela, and then going off to see uh, Soweto and the places that he lived, where he had to write in the corridor. He had to write in the corridor because that was two cement walls so that they couldn't scan with their scanning machines to see where he might be sitting. I do remember that. I then realized how my life was influenced by him. You know, when he came out, we were all glued to our TVs watching this man as he walked down the road coming towards us. So, Sherry Ann, what other interests do you have? My hobby was beauty and makeup artistry. So that then became a job. And that, and, and obviously I had to move away from that to journalism. What I do enjoy now is public speaking. I'm invited to places where I speak on particular topics and I am enjoying that now, traveling while I go to places to speak. So say, for example, last year for COVID, I did, I, I, I went to like Grenada, Antigua, sorry, and also then Trinidad and Barbados. And I so I intended to take my Be Awesome 
Be Awesome is the Caribbean arm of my talks. When I was in England, it was called Awesome You. And I put on lots of dinners there and we had special guests speaking. So now I'm doing Be Awesome and taking that tour around the Caribbean. So I can actually say that is my my fun and my hobby at the moment whilst doing webinars, you know, webinars once and sometimes twice a week. That's my new thing. And I enjoy it because I'm myself and I can speak to people about stuff that I want to speak to. I don't have to follow any guidelines of, say, magazine rules. Public speaking, that's my new thing. Uh, I mean, I, I probably was always public speaking when I was in London, but I've now marketed myself as a public speaker. So last year, I traveled to Trinidad, Antigua, uh, Barbados, and of course in Guyana, and I, I spoke at lots of events that, that have over 300 people attending. And I speak about the subject matter of the day, which is being awesome. I try to get people to be awesome, telling them that they too can do what I do. And I share my story and I motivate them to understand that they are, have got the same vivaciousness as I have. They just have to find it. So I'm there to teach them to do it. And of course, I've just started my podcast online on Sundays and Thursday. And that's been bringing me much joy because I'm putting together professionals who are able to deliver and also therefore sharing on the subject with people who need to know. They might not be able to pay for some of that professional advice. So they listen to it on my show on um, Let's Talk with Cherry Anderson. When does that happen? When does that go out online? Okay, Let's Talk with Sherry Ann Dixon is live. So therefore, I'm streaming it live to Facebook. And hopefully from next week, it'll be live on Facebook and YouTube. And I do that on a Sunday. In the UK, it would be 5 o'clock their time. But in the Caribbean and in um, the USA, it's 12 o'clock. So it's lunchtime and dinner time, respectively. So, Sherry Ann, what is on your bucket list? What are your plans for the future? Oh, the list is a bit too long to tell you here. <laughs> and some, of it is, some, of it, some of it is so naughty that I might not share it. <laughs> I am actually living my bucket list, which is to be happy to sit out on my veranda and watch the horses go by at the same time as the cows intermingled with the cars because I'm in the countryside of Guyana. And so I'm living the life that I actually want now. I would like to to maybe um, interview Oprah, but I don't know about that. And of course, I, I had the, the tick list of the, the only black presidents of the United States and um, I haven't got there yet. So maybe if those things tick the box, then I would have lived my bucket list. I don't really have specific bucket lists. It might just be, I don't know, riding a horse. <laughs> so Sherry Ann, how can people contact you? Uh, they can send a message by my website. And my website is all the W's, SherryAnnDixon.com. That's the best way because I'm on Facebook, of course, um, on Instagram. It's all the same name on each one of them, Sherry Ann Dixon. Well, Sherry Ann Dixon, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to do these interviews and more so a pleasure doing the interview while I'm looking at palm trees and the sun. <laughs> Take care now. Bye, Nigel.
Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from www.relationshipmistakesbook.com and amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. Award-winning author Pamela R. Haynes. Her latest book, Loving the Brothers, is available from Amazon and all good bookstores now. Nominated in the Best Writer category by the BLAC Awards for 2020. Loving the Brothers by author Pamela R. Haynes. Order your copy of a fantastic book now. Looking for Love is a documentary that explores black relationships in the UK, seeking answers to difficult questions, transforming the way we think about love and relationships. You know, 50% of couples who marry this year will get divorced. Looking for Love from the award-winning director Menelik Shabazz is finally available on DVD. If I had been to a counsellor or been to a therapist, I would have dealt with a lot of those issues a lot quicker. Get yours today from lookingforlovefilm.com. Thank you for listening. Please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe.